So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, this one's going to be about a short story, a pretty interesting one. It's going to be about perspective, it's going to be about obeying your mother's uh, words and obeying to your mother and all those things. So stay tuned and I'll see you after the intro. I'm gonna see you after the intro. And yeah, this is the second time I'm recording the exact same video and it just I've just lost 20 minutes, which is something that's uh, not really cool. But yeah, with that being said, um, hello, welcome back to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics podcast and I'm pumped, I'm really pumped for this episode and I have been really pumped for this episode even though it is still the second time I'm having to record this because I haven't seen that I'm not having any space on my fucking HDD. I haven't seen that, but yeah, I'm going to go through another short story. So if you want to actually listen to the short story, the link down to the, um, to the podcast is going to be in the description. You know, so that you can actually listen to it as it would be an audiobook, which is something that a lot of people like to do. For example, it works a little bit better for me, I kind of feel like, even though like both sides have upsides and also downsides. So you'll have to think about it on your own. And afterwards, I think we're actually going to go through some, some core questions, you know, and I've already went through them as well. But still, it depends on how much time we're having and how fast I am. The problem is, can I find it? I can't find it. The problem is, why can't I find it? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I've already forgotten what it is called. <laughs> oh, it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, it, the funny thing is, I'm, I just read and, and also been talking about perspective really often just because also the core questions are somehow somehow about meaning in life and they're just uh, having perspective and just seeing things in perspective is just something that's particularly important and now I'm actually in a situation where I need to think about my perspective you know I'm being in a fucking first world country and what has happened just right now is that I've lost 20 minutes which is something you know which truly is something for me at least I'm able to do actually quite something in 20 minutes, but uh, it's fine, I guess. It's, it's, it's fine. You know, I'm recording the, this episode once again. I think the second time is actually going to be better than the first one, uh, unless I can't find the whole one. Oh my god. There it is. I found it. And it is actually not such a long one, even though, uh, even though it's, yeah, even though, I don't fucking know. Nice rhyme. The Little Thief in the Pantry by Anonymous, which is something that's a little bit a, a little bit of a pity, I guess, you know, because I would like to know who's written this, because it's not a bad story. You know, it's also not a good one, so don't expect a lot of it or from it. A Little Thief in the Pantry is, the, is in a collection, A Christmas Hamper, a volume of pictures and stories for little folks, published in 1989 by T. Nelson and Sons by various unattributed authors. It is a lesson about perspective and a little girl's compassion for a mouse who learns the difference between stealing and giving. Most importantly, obey your mother. Mother dear, said a little mouse one day, I think the people in our house must be very kind, don't you? They leave such nice things for us in the larder. There was a twinkle in the mother's eyes as she replied, well, my child, no, no doubt they are very well in their way, but I don't think they are quite as fond of us as you seem to think. Now remember, Grey Whiskers, which is the name of the mouse, I have absolutely forbidden you to put your nose above the ground unless I am with you. For kind as the people are, I shouldn't be at all surprised if they tried 
to catch you. Grey Whiskers twitched his tail with scorns. He was quite sure he knew how to take care of himself and he didn't mean to trot meekly after his mother's tail all his life. So as soon as he had curled himself up for an afternoon nap, he stole away and scampered across the palm tree shelves. Ah, there was something particularly good today. A large iced cake stood for back up on the shelf and Grey Whiskers licked his lips as he sniffed it. Across the top of the cake there were words written in pink sugar, but as Grey Whiskers could not read, he didn't know what he was nibbling at, that he was nibbling at Little Miss Ethel's birthday cake. But he did feel a little bit guilty when he heard his mother calling. Off he ran and was back in the nest again by the time his mother had finished rubbing her eyes after her nap. She, she took Grey Whiskers up to the pantry then, and when she saw the hole in the cake, she seemed a little annoyed. Some mouse has evidently been here before us, she said, but of course she never guessed that it was her own little son. The next day the naughty little mouse again popped up to the pantry when his mother was asleep, but at first he could find nothing at all to eat, though there was a most delicious smell of toasted cheese. Presently he found a dear little wooden house and there hung the cheese just inside it. It ran grey whiskers, but oh, click, went the little wooden house and Mousy was caught fast in a trap. When the morning came to took the cook who said who who had set the trap, lifted it from a shelf and then called the pretty little girl to come and see the thief who had eaten her cake. What are you going to do with it or with him? asked Ethel. Why, drown him, my dear, to be sure. The tears came into the little girl's pretty blue eyes. You don't you didn't know it was stealing, did you, Mousy dear? she said. No, squeaked Grey Whiskers sadly. Indeed, I didn't. Cook's back was turned for a moment, and in that moment, tender-hearted little Ethel lifted the lid off the trap and out popped Mousie. Oh, how quickly he ran home to his mother and how she comforted and patted him until he began to forget his fright. And then she made him promise never to disobey her again, and you may be sure he never did. And this is the story. And this is the story, and it is definitely about perspective. And something that I before also pointed out is that it is amazing that it just represents kindness and generosity and just being a good person because of course she could have also drowned this little mousy this poor little mouse but she didn't she decided to not do it she decided to be a good person she decided to maybe do the right thing as well you know because i don't know it's also just a living creature i would say you know but i this is another conversation for probably another episode or maybe even not an episode because I don't know maybe I'm not going to talk about that some things like that but it is definitely about being kind and it is definitely also about having perspective and definitely also about empathy because if you know and if you can somehow understand that this little mouse didn't meant it in the way you think the little mouse meant it then of course you're going to think about the mouse in a, in a totally different way you know because if you can understand that the mouse didn't really think about stealing it which is something that uh, that Ethel also pointed out so the little girl, you can maybe understand the mouse and you can maybe understand that the mouse just wanted to be alive, just wanted to live, just didn't want to starve that day because I assume they're not really having a lot of food, you know, and there is not really a lot of food laying around besides the, the birthday cake and besides the little trap there. Then in the end, it is just nice. It is just nice that they suggest you and they also just talk about generosity and being kind and maybe maybe thinking about the other people a little bit more than you think about yourself, you know, because I don't know, if you would be thinking about yourself or if she uh, had been thinking about herself, then I guess she uh, she would have 
killed the mouse because of revenge, because of trying to maybe feel powerful and maybe feel better about herself that she is having the power and all those things, which is also possible. You know, this is uh, something that I do not want to leave out or I do not want to expect or do not want to think about. But it's just amazing. It is just amazing that they talk about generosity, about kindness, about empathy, because these are things that are truly important. And I would even say that they are more important than they have been a few years ago. Fortunately, uh, and maybe even unfortunately, because those people that are not able to show empathy, that are not able to be kind and, and good and whatnot, because this is also something that can happen, this is also something that will happen, they, uh, yeah, the times are not in their faith, I guess, some sort of. And for all those people that are just kind and they are just generous and they are just always having a look at other people and always thinking about other people, they are just uh, kind of living through a pretty big upside, I guess. I'm actually on the American Literature site, uh, so, so all the links that might be necessary to you or for you, so as well, the link to the short story is going to be down in the description and also in the show notes if you're on the podcast. And I think we'll just go through a few Quora questions. I think we're going to go through a few and or talk about a few Quora questions. And I think it might even be the case that I'm able to end this episode a little bit sooner than I intended it because it's just I'm only 10 minutes in and I do not necessarily or unnecessarily have to stretch out the whole episode just because I feel it's better. Because uh, having it as, sh as a shorter episode might be better as well. I don't know. But the first question is how do I become satisfied when everything else feels empty and meaningless or when everything feels empty and meaningless and I have to say that this is definitely a first world problem as I've already been saying and it is something if you think about the Maslovsk or Maslovsk's need pyramid I guess it's also called in English I don't really know but it is like the base is going to be about food and drinking and uh, also sex then there's just I think a security quote-unquote chapter or basement whatever and then there's just other steps in the whole pyramid and on the very top it is about I think meaning in life and it is about just all those things that we are complaining about all those things that people in first world countries are talking about there is no meaning in life you know I feel empty I feel sad and bad because I've done something like this and like that and whatnot and it is okay it totally is okay and I feel with these people because there's also been times in my life where there was no meaning and I was feeling empty because I was heartbroken, for example, or some other shit that uh, just fucked with me. Of course, we all had these periods and I really feel with those people because it's shitty. You know, it is not something physical that you could just take some drugs and everything is okay. It is something you have to go through. It is something you have to wait for because it's going to take some time, I guess. It's going to take some time unless or until you can actually see the purpose that you're having in life, the meaning that you're having in life and what you should actually be doing in life. You know, because some people are meant to be this and some people are meant to be that. And some people want to do this and some people want to do that. And this is something that we all have to see. We all have to recognize. We all have to somehow figure out in the end. But uh, there's definitely meaning in life. And uh, if you're feeling empty right this moment, first of all, think about it. Think about the fact that a lot of people are on this planet that are not having any food, that are not having anything to drink, and that are literally starving every single day. There are those people. And we are really, really having a lot of things. You know, we are really, we should really appreciate what we all are having. You know, because I assume when you're just able to listen to this and or watch this, that you're not really in a bad position as well, you know. You're probably also in a first world country. You're probably also having everything that you need and it is merely about really first world 
problems. And this is something that we have to be sure of and we have to just recognize and see. Because if you can see that, I think you can also do something against it and for it. So that you're going to feel better. And one of the things that I'm always going to point out, I guess, is by surrounding yourself with people that are seeing things in life, that are not feeling empty and that are happy. Because if you're always just hanging out with people that are negative and uh, that are talking shit about other people and, and, and all those things, it's not going to be good for you. It's not going to make you more happy. It's not going to make you see more in life because they are not. And they kind of structure your brain in a way that you're also not going to see things, that you're also not going to be particularly happy, you know, because the people around you, they just really fucking matter. It is insane. It really is insane how much those people around you matter. But a second question. Is life empty and meaningless? No. We just have to find meaning and we just have to fill our life and our, our emptiness with something. Whether it be children, whether it be the work, whether it be changing the world, whether it be changing other people, whether it be just doing something to, to help humankind. You know, there are so many things that you can put into this empty space. Uh, the problem might only be that there is too many things that we could be doing, you know, and actually choosing something what you should be doing and choosing something that is fitting you best might be the only problem we all are having and might be one of the most difficult things to figure out because I guess it is difficult and I know it is difficult just figuring out what you should be doing figuring out what is going to work best for you it is something that we we have to try out and have to see and have to maybe experience and whatnot and the last question is live your truth just meaningless nonsense and I would say actually no it's not I would actually say that it is one of the best sayings that's in uh, in culture maybe it is live your truth have I've, have I heard it before not quite sure. I'm really not quite sure. But I think it's actually particularly right. Since I really believe in being honest and truthful to yourself. Because as I said before, we all are meant to do something. And we all are meant to be someone. I might be meant to be just some guy that is sitting here and, and talking to other people. This is maybe what I'm meant to do. And, and some other people are meant to be an athlete. Some people are meant to be an entrepreneur. And this is something we all have to be truthful to ourselves. Or have to be truthful about. Because... Of course, you know, I also just want to have a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit. I might also have that. You know, I haven't just figured it out yet. It is also just something that is in the equation, which is a part of the equation. But um, some things and or sometimes we do just have to be truthful to ourselves and see that we are not a certain person, that we are not an athlete, that we're not going to be an athlete. And then trying to be an athlete, even though you completely know, you just know that you're not going to be an athlete is a waste of time. A waste of time and it's time it could be using for being someone and becoming someone that is just amazing. Becoming an amazing person in another space. You don't have to be an athlete. You can also be an entrepreneur. You can also be a baker. You can also be a painter. You can also be an artist. You can also be so many different things. And this is might be as well a problem, you know, that we are able to do so many things. We are able to do so many things. We are able to become so many people in theory so many different people this might just be the problem there but i will encourage you and i want to encourage you to just be truthful to yourself and see who you're meant to be you know i might i am meant i think to be an artist i meant to be doing something creative i at least feel like and you just have to listen to your body and have to listen to your mind to figure this out i guess you know and on some day you're gonna be like wow and, and this is my meaning this is my purpose in life. This is what I should be doing. This is what I'm meant to be doing. Because we all are having talents and we all are having things that we have been doing since we are a little child. You know, there are certain things 
And maybe this is what we should be doing. But I don't know. I don't know for you. You have to figure it out for yourself. And I think you can also do that by um, maybe also being patient and, and definitely also being patient because these things just are going to take some time, I guess. But yeah, this is going to be the end of the episode. You know, actually a relatively short one, especially also when I'm cutting it and whatnot. But yeah, I wish you the best health of happiness and also success. And I also hope that you're going to remind yourself on how you're going to be remembered, which basically means your legacy, which means being a nice person and then being remembered as a nice person because this is something that we all can do and it just works the problem there as well is that we are 7.7 billion people on this planet so not everyone's gonna like you and maybe some people are even gonna fucking dislike you or maybe even hate you just because of nature three other questions that i hope that you're going to ask yourself are why are you here what are you trying to change and what is bothering you the most These three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea because who knows? Because a lot of businesses started out with solving a problem or fixing a problem that really pissed them off. I know it's it's actually happened quite often. But yeah, with that being said, I'll see you the next time. Please stay subscribed or please subscribe to not miss out on any value, on any good episode, on any valuable episode in here. And uh, so then I'm also going to see you the next time, which I'm really hoping to do. See you. I really, I really do hope. Like, and I really appreciate that you have been staying up to the last point of the episode. It's, it's uh, amazing. It really fucking is.